Now we return you to the test card and some music. Welcome to the Pilot Take 108, a weekly podcast reviewing the pilot episodes of television shows past and present. He is wearing a Dungeons and Dragons t-shirt. And his name is Jet Shepard. And that guy over there is wearing a skull with a sombrero and a, and a trumpet. And you, you've got, it's a complicated t-shirt. It's not a complicated it's t-shirt complicated at all, mate. T-shirt. It's, a, it's a Mayo de Cinco, Day of the Dead. Yeah, but it's like a child's... A child... A child-sized skull man... With the Day of the Dead, like uh, stuff all over. What's the that place. little? What's those little doll things? The big head doll things we were just talking about off, off recording. The little pop art, the little pop head things. We talking about that? The little you've got them up there. The little oh pop- Funkos. Yeah, that's it. The little Funkos. Yeah. Right. It's, so it's a, it's a it's a Day of the Dead skeleton Funko wearing yeah. a sombrero and playing the trumpet. Yeah. And the man wearing it is called Rob Jelly, hey. aka RJ the Third. Third. How are you, Jed Shepherd? I'm good. I'm good. We've had uh, we had a big breakfast. Yeah, well, you had a big breakfast Stuffed, at yeah. lunchtime. Well, do you know what? You know, when you try and go somewhere and get to get a veggie breakfast, they either do two things: they go, "Yep, sure, yep, have a veggie breakfast," or it's like, "Oh no, you've ruined my day now. It's going to be complicated." Are, are you allowed eggs? I'm not sure. Are you allowed eggs? Are you the people that are allowed eggs or not? I don't know. The veggies are, yeah. Yes, I know. Well, I know that, yeah, but yeah. Like, that's the sort of impression they give you, as if to say they've got to work out whether eggs are okay. Yeah. Or are you allowed cheese or butter? But thing, the weird thing is, yeah, she offered so- you bacon though. Did you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. she, 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 well, we can do like the avocado. We can do like the eggs, the tomatoes, the, the bacon, the toast, and things like that. And I was thinking, she didn't realise she just had bacon there, did she? she? She basically just put on my plate. It was nice, but it was just a load of weird stuff. I thought it was aubergine that I got, but I'm not too sure what that was. <laughs> it was something. Was it not potato? I've never seen potatoes or tasted that consistency before in my life. But um, yeah, there was no egg. There was no butter on the toast, and I asked for extra toast. So. Dry toast. Four slices of toast. <laughs> yeah, or dry toast. Um, but no, no. Again, it's because of confusion. Uh, are you allowed butter? I can't remember. Yeah, but we we need a, we need a, a big breakfast in order to uh, get through this. Get the energy. This journey, this quest, which has taken yeah. us a hundred and eight weeks yes. to get to this point, and I'm not sure uh-huh. if we're quite there yet, mate. Yeah, and like Dungeons and Dragons. I heard, I heard. Yeah. On the grapevine, right. I'm not sure how true this is. Mm-hmm. They're still making more TV shows. They, they can't be. We've told them to stop. I, well, I wrote a very sternly worded email. Yeah. Right? Saying, right. stop making television. I'm going to tweet t- at TV. Well, I, well I, I, yeah, I tweeted to, to at, at TV. TV at TV.TV. Yeah, yeah. Stop making more TV, please. Did they reply? Well, I got an automated like, out of office, but oh. I assume they picked it up when they came back. On Monday, right. Yeah, because it's just making our job a lot more difficult, okay? Nightmare. I mean, at this rate, there's only going to... There's probably 40 million TV shows left. Give or take. Yeah. Um, so we've got a few shows to do after this one. Where are we up to? 108. Uh, well, 108 takes of the pilot, which means we've done 216... Well, so it be 216-ish. Let's give, give or take the Christmas specials we've done and the Comic-Con special and the theme tune special. Okay. So I've worked um, that out. I think we've done 0.003%. Yeah. So we will be done in the year 3499. Just in time for the... Uh, yeah, just about. Yeah. Just Actually, that'll be the week before Christmas, which means we could do the last <laughs> Christmas special 
just yeah that's nice. fine right that'll be alright that'd be a nice round way of finishing you, it wouldn't it yeah do the Christmas special and then do at the final episode we can do our pitch for the new the, the last television show to be made yeah of all time which will be whatever we come up with yeah which is our show versus Sex and the City <laughs> yeah well there you go that's what I'm saving it for I'm saving it for the year 3,499 so wow um It'll be on soon. It will be on soon, it's, which it's is very, very fast. Imminently, imminently on. Yeah. Um, but should we get cracking on to... Yeah, you know, you know how we're doing. We're, we're doing fine. Um, sunny outside. When the weather's good outside, it's sunny in our hearts. We've had our Fanta. We've had our cup of tea. Because <laughs> I love orange soda. <laughs> yeah, we've, we've taken a little snazzy uh, orange soda photo out by the, uh, <laughs> by the Thames this afternoon. So Check out our Twitters. Yeah. Um, All right, well, listen, you're first, ooh. as I was last week. Yeah, um, okay. Two very different shows, but in ways, similar as well. Yeah. So, could be a good one to compare this yeah. week. So, this week, I am doing the documentary series running from 1998 to 2000, to the year 2000, um, and, but there's been multiple variations of it ever since. It is Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends. <laughs> this theme song it really sets the mood does it's, it yeah it does does it because it, it feels like uh, Louis Theroux is creeping around and doing yeah. a little funny no, dance you know what it does it, feel, it feels like Louis Theroux is hosting a uh, an edition of Changing Rooms <laughs> mixed with Tipping Point <laughs> yeah. somehow I don't even know how it worked but I like that idea but it, it, for me it's it's well, it's very synonymous, the, the look of the credits, the opening title sequence, <laughs> opening title sequence, sorry, um, of a sort of 90s, um, sort of, I will say midweek evening show, like a 7pm sort of changing room. Yeah, it's weird, because it's, it's like, yeah, it's very nice. it's BBC Two. Yeah. To, to but it's also... To broadcast there. It's also very, has like a 50s aesthetic to it, to like the, the opening titles. Um, yeah. But... It's essentially, everyone knows who Louis Theroux is. He is the documentarian presenter who has a lot of uh, weird shows about uh, weird people. And he goes around and he interacts with these weird people, tries to get to the centre of why they're weird, and um, basically shining a light on people that might not get a light shone on them often. That's um, a really nice synopsis of this whole show, actually. Yeah. So I'll, from off that, I'm going to pick off back of a conversation we were having over lunch okay. earlier. Yeah. How... You were saying how you think he was quite naive in making this show. Like, obviously, it was quite early days of Louis Theroux's documentary-making career, 27. Yeah. Um, it was obviously a small crew that they were sent out to America with. And he was making it for the BBC. So he was obviously, at this point, um, established enough for the BBC to trust him to go off and make this show. But you seem to think he was quite naive. I think he's a lot more... Whilst he plays the naive, I think he is doing very much that. Well, the reason why I think he's naive is because... He is there getting dressed up in a... So this particular episode, the, the pilot episode... Um, which Televangelists. Is called, yeah, Born Again Christians, essentially. He is dressed up in... He gets involved, and he also lies, I feel. Yeah. Because... Um, so there's multiple different Christians, um, mega Christians on, on, on this particular show. One of them... Uh, two of them host a TV channel, a cable channel. Yeah, which Marcus and Jolie Lamb. Lamb. Yeah. And it's one of those phone-ins where people call in and which cannot donate be a, money. Which cannot, by the way, be a real surname for born-again Christians. That is called so, Lamb. Yeah, I'm sorry. That's so 
So cheesy. Well, my, my surname's Shepherd, so I should really be um, the leader of them. Well, you are the leader I, I, of them. I, I, should, I should be a televangelist. Um, and speaking of which, so this is my... So, so I have an uncle in America who's a preacher mm-hmm. um, and is a little bit like them. And when me and my sister, I think I... This was it's one of my first times in America, so I was a kid, went there... Uh, and me and my sister, we sat down in this congregation, people going nuts. He preaching, and the devil, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, oh, my God. Because I was used to being What's directed. What's um, I can't, I'm not going to say his oh, name. Okay. <laughs> yeah. um, but like, I, I'm used to, like... <laughs> I wasn't trying to trick you out there. <laughs> yeah. I was just trying to think of, like, you know, what his, what his name was, like, Reverend Dave or something like that. Well, no, uncle. Um, and he... Um, so we're used to, like, English churches. Not that I go to church anymore, but I used to be dragged there and went to Catholic school, etc. So we would sit there thinking, okay, this is going to be a nice quiet time to spend an hour and then we can go and do some fun stuff. Oh my God. They were like, can Jed Shepherd please get up and introduce himself to the congregation? And I'm like, oh my God. Well, you've just introduced God. me anyway, so. I'm like, hi, 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 hi everybody. I'm, I'm from London. Everyone's like, hey, Jed, woo, woo, woo. And I'm like, oh my God. And I was like, oh, these people love me. So I was getting into it. And I was like, oh. That's what they wanted you to do. Yeah, yeah. No, but it's funny how, and you can see in this episode, it's funny how contagious um, euphoria is. It becomes like an infection. And you can see in this, when they drag him, um, Louis along to uh, a revivalist um, uh, event where people basically get saved and they do the whole thing where the preacher gets uh, sick people up on stage, p- places their hands on each other of their head and they fall down and collapse and talk in tongues, etc. He was like saying, he was narrating, yeah, I wasn't really into this, but he, he was starting to say the words back after the preacher said it. Um, I could tell he was kind of being swept along a little bit, and he, wanted, he said he wanted to please uh, the woman who he came along with, which was a kind of a helper in this TV show type thing. Yeah. And uh, thing is, that, and we forget about this, about like people who are like, obsessed with religion, very preachy. They're nice people. Oh, lo- lovely! They couldn't, you know, they couldn't do enough for you. Yeah. And throughout the whole episode, every single person he met as part of the documentary yeah. was more than accommodating, more than a, a, a over, you know, a kind host yeah. to him. Because he went to the house of so these people. He went to the family um, who are the the church of. Uh, they've been around for like 40, 50 years, and they're called the family. And now, you guys out there might know the name of the cult group of people that Charles Manson used to look after and that killed a bunch of people is also called the family so um, so yeah so the other name is the Not children great of association God. Yeah. going on there <laughs> the other name is the children of God and they were just basically a house where a bunch of people lived go around singing songs now Louis he wanted to get some dirt out of them so he's like alright so you go around um, recruiting people and spreading the word do you do um, flirty fishing and no, no, we don't do that. And flirty fishing, for those who don't know, is when um, pretty girls go out and lure young men in, um, back to their homes or, or into this cult um, with the promise of getting a bit further with them, but it's usually they don't. And um, then you get sucked into this cult. And it's been used, it's been used a lot in, in cults to kind of get guys in, gullible guys. And the cameraman here was brilliant. Did you notice? Every time Louis said the word flirty fishing or you use sex to get people in, he just went over to this one quite young girl who's just smiling, pretty well-dressed. And like, can you go back to Louis? Are, you t- are, you, are we going to do some flirty fishing? And then back to the girl and she's just smiling. 
And then they kind yeah. of do it. <laughs> yeah, she she was smiling a bit too much for a family who was denying doing it. Yeah. That's all I'm going to say on the matter. Exactly. And they went out but to the middle of a town. They did. And, and they started singing to, to basically people who were out on their night out, like, yeah. you know, getting a few sherbets down their neck. <laughs> but can we just address the fact, before they go out, yeah. he meets them at their home. <laughs> yeah, brilliant. And they're singing this song, and he, and he, and he plays guitar. I didn't this know is iconic. Number one, I didn't yeah. know that Louis Farouf played guitar. I've he learned does. something from this documentary, yeah. at the absolute least. Yeah. Uh, he starts playing, starts getting the hang of the words. They're quite easy words to bring up anyway so he's playing along he goes he goes oh well look i've got i've got a song that maybe we could try oh yeah what was it's so obviously he sings them faith uh, and he tries to sell it to them and, it, it's, like, and it's got the word faith in it and the guy's like yeah, um, uh, well maybe, maybe yeah, possibility yeah, we'll consider that we'll but consider they're so, I thought they were really nice people yeah most people just say uh, no yeah but they were really polite really yeah. accommodating of him ultimately I think what he was doing and, and, and I think he was right in the way he approached the whole thing he wasn't yeah. he wasn't deliberately trying to catch them out or make them look or feel stupid no. he genuinely wanted to know what makes them tick and why they are the way they yeah. are and I think he was I think he came across as very genuine in his yeah. documentary making. That's his special power. He, the people who he's interviewing, thinks they're cleverer than Louis, but Louis is just it's nice. He's he allowing them the to most be themselves, though. That's I think I think that's what they. Yeah. He is allowing them to be them, well, even even if they are a little bit over the top. Because camera crews around, yeah. I'll play up a little bit more. But what he does is because he acts all like silly and goofy Englishmen, it, they let their guard down. Yeah. And that's when the cameraman just like gets gold. Um, so they, they they capture. It's that. a great team. In fairness, yeah. you've got you to give credit to the team that you never see. Well, you actually do see them briefly because they go on the <laughs> an actual live Christian TV channel, uh, broadcast twenty four hours a day in God. in Dallas. Yeah. Uh, and they bring the film crew on, and I love the way that Marcus Lamb got excited about the fact that hey, we're filming this guy, this group, and they're filming us. Yeah, it's, yeah. It's like, yeah, Marcus, that's how television works, <laughs> yeah. mate. To be honest, but it's with also you. like, oh, yeah, he, 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 seems like he hasn't grasped the concept of television. I know, and he's probably not used to get all the attention from like uh, another country. But also, he asked Louis like straight up in front of the cameras, which is very clever. Um, what kind of story are you going to be doing? And Louis, like, oh well, you know, we'll. we'll We'll do whatever the camera's gonna gonna show. We'll show. Actually, no, no. We're um. Well, it'll be a good story. A really good story. It'll be really good. Um. It'll be shown in a good light. Um. And I was like, that's kind of bad journalism there because you're lying. Really, <laughs> you are lying. You you kind of show them in a good light in some respects. Like they're nice people. They are nice people. They yeah. probably mean well. But you can tell these people make a lot of money. You can tell they yeah. make a lot of money. Um. Not all that money goes towards like the community or whatever. That money goes towards them and their cars and their uh, house and their, their lifestyle. lifestyle. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, I can't, I've seen most of Louis Three Things multiple times, but this one I couldn't remember. And I really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed this one. Um, I liked all the characters. Um, and and the thing it reminded me of is, like I say, like I, I've met Scientologists before, and usually they they connoted as the bad guys, and they pretty much are. But the individual Scientologists that I've met are actually really nice. They're just caught up in a cult. Um, uh, yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, I look, it's, it's not some sort of caveat here to sort of try and make it sound like we're backtracking or anything like that. So I'm certainly not I'm speaking on your behalf, Jed. But, yep. you know, I don't speak ill of people's beliefs and things like that. If, if you want to believe in something, then believe in it. You know, if you want to believe in aliens, believe in aliens. If you want to believe in ghosts, believe in ghosts. If you want to believe in in a religion, then believe in a religion. You know, that's great. I, I, in my opinion... Mm-hmm. Um, 
believing in something puts you on a sort of path to a sort of you know something bigger than yourself whatever that may be and and you know good luck to you as far as i'm concerned i always feel like if you put positivity out into the world you get a bit back so you take of that what you want i'm not a religious person um but i just generally think if you if you hang around with positive creative fun people you generate fun creative positive vibes yeah it's just i think the way you you know you ever notice how like when you're really down and you're just a bit in the dumps a little bit and you yeah. maybe you've got you've got a stink of a cold you feel crap um and you're moaning about stuff mm-hmm. and then it rains and you find out uh, you know oh you're stuck a 20 quid in the in the washing machine and, and like, suddenly all these little things which don't wouldn't normally bother you but because you're in a bad yeah. mood mm-hmm. make you feel worse it's just negativity breeds negativity and yeah. vice versa but mm-hmm. so that's kind of generally how i carry myself day to day but if you believe in something, then great, believe in it, you know, and don't let anyone sway you otherwise. Well, if that belief it's hurts just, other people, like Scientology. Well, that's different. I think if you're doing anything to the detriment of someone else, deliberately yeah. to the detriment of someone else, yeah. then, you know, you need to reconsider. That's mm. what I would say. And I think what's nice about this is that Louis goes into this, um, a very open and honest, in fact, you know, he, he says, you know, I, I, I think I want to be saved. I think I, I want to, you know, yeah. no, he obviously he obviously had some sort of religious upbringing. Um, mm, yeah. Quite a lot of people in Britain do in some sense, either through school or we don't have through a choice, church. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then when you get old enough to make your own decisions, you know, people do that. And some stay in, you know, the circle of religion and others step outside of it and, what, and whatnot. But I, I, I thought it was, you know, I've not seen an awful lot of Louis Theroux's documentaries, to be honest with really? you. Really? Yeah, oh, I know. Wow. I, it just, it's just, he just he seems to be one of those people whose work doesn't elude me, but somehow I've just never really sat and watched a lot of it. Mm. Um, so it was very interesting to go back this far, as you say, 1998. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, This episode was aired, 50, 50 minutes as well. It was on yeah. the Beeb, so it was a full hour length. Yeah, just a little bit about, as a, as a kind of an end to, to this particular episode, all the happenings. Um there's, there's four episodes in this first season and then the fifth one was Christmas, Christmas special where he invited the kind of the main characters from each of these episodes back to, to for a Christmas special basically like getting them to hang out together and doing yeah. various tasks before, before you continue <laughs> yeah to, to address the characters that you might be expecting in this Christmas episode yeah the first one was televangelists yeah the second episode was UFOs yeah the third one I'm going to reveal in a second <laughs> and the fourth one was survivalists yeah the third episode was porn. Yes. I can only imagine that dinner party. And I'm it, saying nothing more. Can you remember what happens in this episode? Uh, uh, what are you alluding to here? In the third one. Oh, yeah. I haven't seen the third one. Oh. Uh, I've, only, I've only seen the televangelist's episode. Louis gets involved. That's all I'm saying. Oh, it's, uh, wow. He would never do this. He wow. would never do it now. But if he watched this. Wow. Yeah. He... Uh, it doesn't, yeah. Oh wow! It's 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 really interesting. Obviously, this was before he was married, so it was quite it's quite an interesting watch. Um, but yeah, I, I I love Louis Theroux. I think he's one of the the best British presenters. He's a, definitely a character. Um, he released a film recently called My My Scientology Film, uh, which wasn't that good to be honest. But um, yeah, I mean, this first episode gives me everything that I want in the pilot episode makes me want to watch on it um, I follow the journey of Louis plus all these strange characters and I empathise with them I empathise with people that I didn't think I'd empathise with mm. which was was interesting um, obviously because it's not a, a scripted TV show there isn't like an art. the thing is as well I think this is this isn't a time in 1998 
where uh, it's, it's, it's before the era where television was made to try and bring out the bad in people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a very good thing. I think that's a key thing to take away from this. This is long before television was being deliberately made to bring out people's true nature to essentially name and shame them. Yeah. Um, which a lot of, unfortunately, television today does. Yeah. Um, too much, to be honest with you, because, you know... <sighs> It's just, as I said, negativity spreads negativity. So, yeah. uh, whereas this is just a proper, let's go and see what it's all about. Yeah. Well, I've just um, seen, uh, so this was Louis Theroux's first TV show. Right. Before that, he did a few segments on um, a TV show um, that Michael Moore made called TV Nation. I don't know if you remember that. Um, but it was basically uh, people going around speaking to weird people. So it's, it's almost like a ripoff of that. Um, and uh, TV Nation finished in 1995. Um, and then Louis got a deal straight away to make his own TV show. So he spent the next few years developing that. And that came Weird Weekends. See, I'll tell you what would be really interesting. I don't know if this has been done, so correct me if I'm wrong here. Yeah. A documentary about Louis Theroux. Following him around. Yeah. I think he's. I think he's recently done a uh, no, autobiography. He can't do it. It's got to be someone following him around. But I don't think he'll be that interesting. It's only interesting when he reacts to other weird people. So, do you think then that the whole? Again, we try not to go outside of the pilot episode, this televangelist episode itself. But I think it'd be really interesting to look at how. So, 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 yeah. So, Louis isn't the interesting part in any of these documentaries. It's the people he goes to meet. It's the places he goes are the interesting part. Besides the porn episodes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and actually almost that is the most impressive part about Louis' presence yeah. within this show. And I suspect future shows as well. Is that he's not the bit you're watching. He's not the person you're watching. You're not watching it for Louis Theroux. He just happens to be the one who's leading the documentary. It's yeah. the subject and the people he meets that are the bit that you're actually watching. I think that was a fact back then, but I think now people are interested in Louis Theroux. So now he's almost as big a character as anyone he interviews because they, they want to know what Louis thinks. He has a, his own personality and everybody kind of knows what he's like. He's the kind mm. of the typical English man stumbling his way into situations. We will have to do some more Louis yeah, I'd love documentary to. Yeah, yeah, series. Yeah. Uh, down the line, yeah, uh, maybe may, on, on maybe do like the next one after this yeah. with the latest one, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, later date, mm-hmm. and and kind of compare how things have changed from maybe the late nineties, early two thousands yeah. to current day, to see how he's changed. Yeah, see if there's a through line between them. We'll do the scores in a little <laughs> bit for that. Uh, we'll get the commandment list out and uh, score that episode against the commandments. I'm just not even looking at you. Uh, <laughs> I think it's time to move on to my show. And this week I'm doing something I hope you've gone away and loved. And actually there were moments where I was watching it this week where I was genuinely thinking about you <laughs> and how much you would have been enjoying it or not enjoying it. There was it. definitely parts where I did not enjoy it. Good. But- <laughs> excellent. I'm very pleased about that. Let's discuss it now then in more detail. And my show this week is the magnificent Gogglebox. You didn't know what to say. Ah, for the keen ear, 
Dead, not an Oasis track. No, it's not. But a BDI track. You used your BDI to find that oh, out. Well, I did, actually, I used your BDI yeah, to find that out because <laughs> I couldn't find it out. Um, like Liam Gallagher. I'm sure it's an Oasis track. Uh, no, it's The Roller by BDI. Yeah. Um, but it, I, I, I don't know how long they use this for at the very start because... For those who are fans of Gogglebox, who watch on a regular, and even if you watch this pilot episode on its own, mm-hmm. right at the very end, there's another track called Perfect World by Codeline, which is still used to this day in the latest series. I think what they did is they had the pilot episode of Gogglebox and was just like, okay, we'll go in strong, we'll use a... Um, it's big in the chart right yes. now, yeah. I mean, there's a bit of ho Hey by the Lumineers in there as well, yeah. as it stings off to the adverts. The code line is a lot cheaper than BDI, probably. Yeah, I imagine so. So they went for the uh, budget options, the rest of it. Yeah, pr- probably, but also Fair the enough. fact is the perfect world, it's like it's your home. That's the idea. The premise of this show is about going into people's homes and seeing, you know, watching the people watching telly. Yeah. I mean, that's the premise of the show. Um, but a caveat here, before we even really get started... Um, I invented Gogglebox. What, what now? Seriously, hand on heart, I invented Gogglebox. What do you mean? So this aired on the 7th of March, 2013. It has since been sold around the world. Yeah, every country's got their own version. Because if you have television and you have a living room yeah. and a family, this idea of sitting around watching something together and reacting to it is a phenomenon which we've all we've shared as a society, as a species, since the dawn of television. And it's cheap to produce. Yeah, absolutely. And um, so the very idea of it is genius. But I I will have to say now, I actually invented this idea. Explain. In 2005, right? eight years prior okay. Okay, to the Gogglebox phenomenon, right. Right, I stopped playing football. Well, 2005, 2006. Yeah. Right? Because I got sick of watching it, sick of playing it with oh, prima donnas and so on and so forth. Okay. Went off to university and found a new sport in American football. Right? Okay. However, I had this weird pull for a little while back to the sport, at least as a spectator. But what I found more interesting than anything was watching the people who were watching the football. Okay. And for some time after this, for the duration of probably my university life, and subsequent years after that, so so up to 2009 when I graduated and beyond, I would regularly hang out with people watching football but not watch the football, mm-hmm. watch them. And I used to sit there and observe their... Th- and honestly, it was the most entertaining thing. I remember sitting and watching uh, with my cousin and a really good close group of friends, mm-hmm. watching Spurs, as they were Spurs fans, um, playing in a big game of some sort. I don't know, the, the something cup, whatever. It wouldn't be the Champions League, because they've only just got into Yeah, well, well, I don't, I don't know. I don't Maybe know. FA Cup. There's, there's no cheap football digs for me, my friend, because yeah. I've got a clue who, who anyone is anymore. <laughs> Um, but they were playing in a big game and uh, he invited me around. He knew full well I didn't like football, but, yeah. you know, we were, we were really close and went to hang out and have a few beers and whatnot. So that, that's what we did. But I actually got a beanbag and sat next to the television and just sat and watched them because it was so much more entertaining than watching the football. <laughs> in my part. So for years, I have been sitting and watching people watch telly. That is almost borderline that huge TV show that we watched where you're just watching people. I mean, in a way, if we filmed this, if this was a video cast, this would be an even further removed Inception version of Gogglebox because people would be watching us talking about having watched the telly and now we're watching the people who are watching the telly. This is like a weird triple Gogglebox. Yeah, a a goggle... A goggle goggle box. goggle cube cubed. 
Yeah. Well, a box is cubed, isn't it? A box cube, yeah, it's, yeah. It's a, like in a fourth dimension, like the box in the fourth dimension. Yeah. <laughs> Such a strange thing. But anyway, I love this show. Genuinely love this show. It's so silly. It was okay. And basic. It's nothing, nothing clever about this show. You're correct. Really. No, no, there was, there was nothing. Simple. There's nothing complicated about this show. There's nothing overly thought out at all. I don't even think it's particularly overly produced. I, at all, yeah. Yeah, but, but I actually almost feel like that's the beauty of it. There's some comments throughout the episode um, from several of the characters, and I use that word deliberately because some of them are very much characters. Definitely. Uh, where you can tell that it's got nothing to do with the shows that they have been asked to watch for the purposes of producing an episode of Gogglebox. But they, the producers have obviously just set the cameras up in the house, let them roll, yeah. and then cleared off. And obviously the people in there, after so long, because I imagine there was probably a few pilot recordings of this where, okay. where they were probably quite conscious that there's a camera and a light. Well, this is the thing that I was going to say. Okay. Yeah. I think after so long, you start to eventually forget it's there. And there's some moments where you can genuinely... Why would you... look at the? I mean, the conversation they're having with the, the, the couple who own the big house. Yeah, yeah. All yeah. right. They, they're talking about what drink they want. And, you know, he, he's sort of going, well, if you weren't so effing hungover, um, you know, if, yeah. blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then she refers to go back and goes, well, yeah, if you didn't want to keep having effing sex yeah. all last night, keep poking me. Um, and it's like, that is not anything to do with any of the shows. Yeah. But it's amusing to have caught it on tape and uh, thus just... Just reflect what normal conversations happen up and down the land. Now, that's a couple who are, you know, uh, they're not they're not older couple, but they're probably in their 50s, maybe early 60s, that have run a business, done quite well for themselves, got a big house. I think they run a and b in fairness. Um, yeah. You know, and they're just being quite relaxed. There's also other couples uh, in this as well. Um, there's the gay couple, the hairdressers. There's the uh, the two ladies, two black ladies who, who get involved, and they they are brilliant, by the way. Yeah. They're still in it the today. Friends, uh, the Asian um, family with three the Asian sons. Asian family, yeah, exactly. And you've got the um, the 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 family, the larger family, the, the, the dad, dad who's quite a big lump. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, but again, they're all lovely. They're genuinely all lovely people who clearly all just love watching television. I, I could say all the things I love about this show, but I'm more intrigued to know what you thought about it. I knew what I was doing yeah. when I deliberately put this <laughs> on the table for you. I, I think the, the concept is a good one, definitely, but is essentially flawed because I felt every single person in this was playing up to cameras. Of course they were. Everybody. Of course they were. The, the two sweary kind of posh people, they don't talk like that in front normally to each other. Um the family with the mum who was literally just she kept on speaking again because she knew she was on camera oh look at this look at this I know they were told by the producers you got to keep talking you can't be silent but it just felt like they're saying things that they wouldn't normally say they're yeah. playing up to camera like when there was the um, the TV show about um, an asteroid potentially hitting the earth or whatever and what would happen people were like oh like that's bad that's did that really happen? It's just like, you, come on, guys. You, you wouldn't actually say that in, in a normal conversation. No, of course you wouldn't. And I just felt if this is meant to be a slice of reality, this isn't a reality show. This is a like a surreality sur- sur- show where it is like a, an exaggerated version of real life. Um, so that's so its central premise is flawed. Yeah, okay. I, I do agree. Yeah. I do agree. Now, having been... 
I, I'm not, not an absolute avid fan. I don't wait for it to come on and sit down and you know, plan my life around it. But yeah. if it's on, I will certainly stop. If I'm blipping through and it's on, I'll stop and watch it because I think it's so easy to watch. There's no no real brain capacity needed to watch it either. And I mean that in the kindest way possible. It's <laughs> it's it's easy TV to watch. Yeah. And if you watch it this to this day, like some of the couples and families that are still in it from episode one, um, you know, it is much more close to probably real life now. Like there's lots more moments where they do just sit and watch it. Yep. And there's less talking. But I think the blame here, if you can call it that, lies probably in the producers. It's early sta- early days. They need yeah. something entertaining and gripping. So they probably did encourage them to talk over the telly a lot. Yeah. But... To address that straight away, the um, there's so many characters in this first episode. It does whittle down a little bit. Um, there's the family who uh, got the Asian dad who's retired. He's a yeah. um, I can't remember. They said what he does for a living. Anyway, he sits there and quite often doesn't really say a lot, mm. other than when they're gassing about the show. And he goes, yeah. "Will you not shut up? I cannot listen to a word this television show is about. Yeah. I have no idea what's gone on in the last ten minutes." And I, I think quite like that. They're that, my favourite. Those guys. That, those are the little moments yeah. which are reflecting the reality of. They felt a lot more real than the others. Yeah. Yeah. And Especially I mean, the kids. They're like, "Come, oh, mom." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and like, there's a conversation about Twitter, and again, like yeah. that was probably a probably a moment of quite relaxed conversation where they were probably not thinking about the fact that they were being filmed yeah. because they were probably just having a moment between watching yeah, shows I think so. and thus just having a normal conversation yeah and the producers probably went to them look we'll only use like one percent of this so just talk about what you, you like but yeah, obviously again, the editing yeah of course of course the editing is the key trick to a show like this because you have to mass uh, sorry amass a whole lot of material to then cut it down to the half an hour 45 minute episode that it is um but there are some really genuine moments in it. If you've ever watched any um, medical shows, uh, for example, Embarrassing Bodies, which is one of the ones they, they particularly feature on this episode, yeah. they clearly got get told, you need to watch six shows out of this list of 12. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. then they get to pick, because there might be shows that they actually have no interest in whatsoever. And there's no point in them sitting there watching something if they can just say, well, this is Rubbish. Well, they know that the more chance of them getting on TV if they watch all of it, so... Well, yeah, the more you watch, the better, of yeah. course, but I imagine there's probably a whole heap of shows that they go, right, we want you to watch at least six of this list of 12. Yeah. Um, and, and obviously do your thing with it, so... And I think, you know, as you go on, again, this is hard because as you watch on in later episodes, you start to see them relax a lot more. Okay. Um, and you see a bit more human side of them all. They all become a little bit more relaxed, a little bit more human, less before me. Um, don't get me wrong, as the series have gone on and certain couples or families have decided not to continue filming and they've brought new people in, it does feel like they've kind of, they've been like, oh, my chance to get on TV. Yeah. Uh, a little bit, yes. a little bit, which is why I quite like and I've become quite fond of the ones that have been in it since the start. Yeah, because, before because they're so big. now used to it. Yeah, they don't feel like they have to perform up. They know that their job is safe, as it were. Um, and I think it, I think it's genuinely really interesting. Like, especially in those moments where they are all silent and they're yeah. just glued to the television. It's the faces that people pull. You know, like when you're watching a show and it's a bit. I mean, you're you're the wrong person to say this to, but when you get a bit weirded out by something on the telly and you genuinely sit there and you're like, "What the hell?" You're not saying it out loud, but with your face, you're going, yeah. "What the hell?" That don't no 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 
You know what I mean? You're doing that all with your face without actually saying yeah, yeah. it. Like when you're watching Pugwall and you don't want it to end. Oh, absolutely. Like Ex- prime example. Prime <laughs> example. Um, but also there's the moment in, in, in Embarrassing Bodies where they're talking about it. Yeah. Um, and the, yeah, yeah, there's a genuine comment. Oh, that was gross. I, I hate that. I never watched that program myself because it's gross. Right, okay. And when they were talking about it and, and showing clips from it, I was like, oh my God, I don't want to see this And you see everything, by the way, on Embarrassing Bodies. If you've not oh, seen that program, gross. there's... Um, you know, you, you see everything. And, I don't want to see everything. And, and they show you bits of that everything on Gogglebox because you, I think it's very, they have to kind of show you what they are watching. Yeah. Otherwise, you could watch their reactions and be like, well, that's a bit over the top in it. Yeah. But if you see what they're watching and you, and you react in the same, like, oh my God, that is disgusting. <laughs> what the hell am I? No, I'm not looking. No, no. Well, it's the same with like one born every minute. They showed a bit of that where babies were getting born. Yeah, quite literally showing them being born. Yeah, everyone was freaking out. I'm like, hang on, mate. Like, you've, already, you've had a baby yourself. Why are you cringing? Yeah, but then there's like the... the the cyst issue that was on the embarrassing bodies. Line, yeah, which we will not go into detail. That. We, well, well, I was enjoying watching it because I knew what your reaction oh, would be. Uh, but that's exactly how he reacted, yeah. the dad, on the sofa because he was crossing his legs like, no, 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 yeah. no, this is not, no, not happening, no, 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 no. And I'm thinking, yeah, do you know what? If I was watching a show and that that kind of come on, I think I'd sit quite uncomfortably as well. <laughs> Um, and bearing in mind, can I also add at this point, addendum, um, I watched this in the gym. Wow. On the bike. Wow. Because uh, it was the only time I could find to sit and watch the whole thing. How um, does it, how does it, because I know you, you often do this, how does it affect your viewing experience, being in the gym, watching it? Does it help you? I was conscious your... that when the bits of the embarrassing bodies and uh, yeah. mainly that one rather than the one born every minute because yeah. I think that's that's human and yeah but also you don't want to be that, no exercising next to the guy who's watching well, births uh, <laughs> why is he watching b- births well, all the time that's, that's also the thing. <laughs> it's like what's birth what the hell is this I, mean, I think I should ask security yeah. to come over and check this guy out it's three weeks in a row he's been watching births on his <laughs> phone <laughs> just, what's this guy's up to there's not particularly long clips of any of the shows they do only show short little snippets of it yeah. Yeah, obviously just to give you that idea of what the families and the couples are actually watching but um I, I mean, it's simple, it's silly, but you know what? As as previously mentioned, it's been sold around the world. It's yeah. 13 series in. Really? Oh, my God. They've done a couple of celebrity series recently as well. Yeah. They've actually just done a few with um, the likes of the Bros uh, oh, Boys. Really? Oh, I watched those ones. Um, I like, I like Bros. Um, they've had... Um, uh, I think they had Chris Eubank and Chris Eubank Jr. Wow, okay. That was, they, they were great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They were great. Um, also, uh, Kemp, Martin Kemp and his boy Ross, yeah. who's the Capital Breakfast presenter. Right. Um, and there's a few others as well, a few other com- uh, combinations of couples and um, and families that, you know, have, have decided to do it. Um, and yeah, of course, I mean, some, most of these people are used to cameras and things like that. So actually, in a way, whilst they mildly perform to the camera a bit... Mm-hmm. I think actually, in a way, you almost see them as as normally as you're watching the normal people, yeah. which is quite nice. Apart from the fact they're in really swanky living rooms with posh sofas. Yeah, I mean, I did like seeing the different characters and relatively real. I just think you can never be truly real when there's cameras around. As, no, as long as you can. know the cameras are turned on, then well, it's not, it doesn't become a reality I, show. I, I would like to think that it's no different really doing the podcast. You know, your, yeah. your conversation between you and I. Are, when we have our lunch and mm-hmm. when we're sitting with the microphones here, yeah. it's going to be very slightly different because we we know full well that you and I are having the conversation over lunch. It's just you and I there yeah. and maybe the people on the next table that can hear us. Yeah. Whereas we know what people want to, are listening to this by choice yeah. and they 
want to know what we think. So it's mostly Rob talking about births all the time, but like mainly, mainly. Yeah, it's just and you talking about pug walls. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> so actually, it's not too different. Touche. Um, <laughs> I genuinely think this is one of the best simple television shows there are, and it's one of those ones which could run as long as you like, or or kind of wrap up whenever you're ready to wrap up. Um, everyone nowadays pretty much has a television or something to view yeah tv on um and everyone does that same thing when they watch it with others they pull faces or they they discuss it and go yeah you know between the breaks and things like that yeah when the adverts are on or you just skip them <laughs> well i think it's the also the thing that's entertaining is the shared experience you have when you're watching a tv show watching a film at home on your laptop is much different than watching it in the cinema with a group of people yeah, of you're, you're a lot more invested in when you're surrounded by people all reacting all, all cheering etc so it's a bit like this you're it's a group it's a group experience of watching television um and that's kind of interesting to me it is interesting to me. i think well the, I, I think yeah and to go on from that one of the most um, important parts about this show, which very, very neatly adds something onto this podcast itself, is that when we watch the shows we watch, whether it be Gogglebox, Louis Theroux's Weird Weekends, or whatever else we've watched in the last 108 weeks, mm-hmm. we are watching it on our own primarily and probably mostly from the comfort of our home. Or the gym, as apparently yes. I watch a lot of them. Um, <laughs> He's watching a birth again, Andy. <laughs> How do you know my gym instructor's name? <laughs> Strange. Uh, but again, so the, the, the thing is, this is about a, tele- a shared television experience. Yeah. And I think a lot of television, good television, should be shared. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I hope this podcast does for people, is that we bring a True. show to people's attention. So, I mean, genuinely, no, that's good. I, hope, I hope that I've certainly gone away. It's a good from, way of framing it, yeah. I, I've, got, I've definitely, hand on heart, gone away from this podcast, yeah. having watched a pilot episode of something and then gone and watched the entire thing. Yeah. Example right hand, I'm in the final and fifth season, uh, season, series, series. I'll get my words out in a minute. The, far, the fifth and final season. for you to say, right? Good God. Of Prison Break. Nice. Never watched it before. The podcast brought it to my attention. Yeah. Get on with it. Let's do it. Sopranos. Watched all six seasons of that. Mm-hmm. Loved it. Brilliant. One um, of the best. One, definitely one of the best. And, and many others. There have been many, many more that I've gone away and watched loads of because of watching it. I wish this. you'd watch all of The Wire. That's oh, you mate, I'm to... so struggling. I, I'm not doing that again. <sighs> Mate, it's so Three good. times I've tried the pilot. It's so good. It's so, you just, now, you think it would get the lowest score from me on this podcast. It hasn't, because yeah. I've been fair to it, in that I, I can see what it's supposed to be, but I just don't it, care enough to watch it. If anymore. you persist, I guarantee you would love it more than The Sopranos. Please. Sopranos is up there, almost the best. Well, it's, that's the reason... The Wire's up there too. There's a reason why The Sopranos is in our top ten. Yeah. In and fact, the, it's sixth... Yeah. It's sixth on our list of over 200 shows. Yeah. The Wire, no idea where that is. It's probably way down. A long way down. Yeah. I mean, Can't even find it. The pilot episode isn't a great representation of the continuation of the show, for definite. And a lot of people struggle with the first episode, including myself. I had to watch it a few times. So yeah, the first episode probably isn't that good, but I promise you it does really get better. And it is one of the best shows of all time but I guess we should score these babies let's score these babies so um, commandments okay numero uno for Louis Theroux yes I do want to watch the next episode 
I do. Yeah. Especially now when no it's UFOs. Oh, yeah. But, Gogglebox, I'm not sure I need to. I, no, no, you're right. Agreed. Don't need to watch it, but would. If it's on, I'll like, leave it on. Like, for me, yeah, that's how I feel about it. If it's on or I find it, yeah. I'll stop there. Right. But I'm not sure how much I'd go out looking for it. And yeah. again, I don't think it's massively important that you actually watch them in order anyway. A good or bad side, I, I'll let you decide whether, whether you think that's important or not, but... I think it certainly makes it easier to watch if you don't have to watch it in order. Yeah, yeah. Does it have a memorable theme tune? Louis Threw? Louis Threw definitely does, yes. I think. And Gogglebox does as well. I think that because it's a pop song... Yeah, I guess so. I, I think after a few listens to it, you'd be like, oh, that's the song from Gogglebox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd hear it on the radio, you think, Gogglebox. It's, yeah. the, it's the association with using yeah. a pop song. I forgot to mention that Caroline Ahern... We did. ...narrates it, and obviously she did uh, The Royal Family, and this was a... a Almost like a take on the royal family situation where you're around a TV around talking, a TV. which is very, very clever. And Craig Cash took over. Did you already mention this? No, I forgot oh, to mention okay. it. And, Craig, and obviously Carolina Hearn died and Craig Cash took over, who was also in the royal family. So it's very, very meta television. Yeah. Meta. There's, a, there's a nice... Clever. I think it's a nice sort of nod to the yeah. the classy programme that is royal family. Because we've yeah. watched that as well and we, we love that. Brilliant. Absolutely um, brilliant. It's very, very clever. Um, um, so that's a nice... Yeah, very, very clever. Just an extra point for me for, for that alone, I think. For sure, it's very smart. Yeah. Um, does it introduce you to a new character or journey, Louis Theroux? Yeah, I think that's the whole point of the Louis Theroux show. It, it's, yeah. it's exactly the point of it, showing yeah. you a new character, a new journey, something you haven't yeah. properly looked at before. And I empathise with those characters as well. Mm. Um, in, so, so well, even that, well, that's, we'll get that's to that. That's yeah. another commandment. Yeah. Gogglebox, though, does it introduce you to a new character? Yeah, it does. A whole bunch of new characters, real characters. Yeah, as like, real as you can be. Yeah, exactly. But you put them in their normal houses, and eventually they will relax. So, I think it's one of those things that you would start to see even more genuine reaction yeah. the more you watch. Uh, would you pause for a pee? Maybe only we through. Maybe, but I don't. I, I don't think you'd need to. No, you might yeah. do. Yeah, you might. You, you wouldn't for Gogglebox because yeah, the beauty of it is, is it's, it's got adverts because it's on yeah. Channel 4. It's a real throwaway as well. You don't need to. It is. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do you feel emotionally connected, love or hate, with one or more of the characters? Louis Theroux, I think you yeah, you do. You feel something for, for the characters he meets. Yeah, and for Louis Theroux himself. For Gogglebox? I don't know. I, 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 don't, I, I don't, don't know them enough yet. No, I don't. I mean, I don't love them or hate them, but there are some of them I certainly. I understand. Yeah. Like, like that whole, like, you know, sitting there and everyone's been gassing away about it. You go, will you shut up? I can't actually, I'm not, yeah. I haven't heard a word they've said. Yeah. I totally understand yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There are definitely moments like that for sure. And they're sitting there squirming because of the yeah. subject matter. Um, <laughs> would you recommend it? Louis through? Yeah, definitely. Um, a lot of people already know it, but it's on, it's there on Netflix if you want to watch it. And I, mm-hmm. yeah, I definitely do recommend it. Gogglebox, I don't think I would, to be honest. Do you not? No. Would you not recommend it to someone? I mean, it's just, it's like a nothing show If someone says to you, Jed, I just want something silly and short and fun to watch, something that's not going to take too much brain more, power. 20 more other... Pr- really? Pinky in the Brain. Go watch Pinky in the Brain. Go watch that. Animaniacs. <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I would recommend both. Okay. Um, you really like Gogglebox, I do. You? Okay. I, 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 because it's so simple and silly. It is And I think simple. that is the two words to sum me up. <laughs> uh, is there a mic drop? No, not really. Not either. I don't no. think. Yeah. It's not no. really meant to be as well. No, I don't think so. Uh, does it defy expectations? I think for Louis first. Yeah. I think it's a lot better than 
most would do. Yeah, I think it's better than I expected, for definite. Um, Google Books was actually better than I expected as well, so that actually mm. was better than expectations. I, I, I um, having watched many more episodes of it, am quite impressed with how right they got the structure Straight early on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The introduction to, you know, every night millions of people sit down at home to watch the television like that, yeah. and they go into each of, each of the households to meet them, they introduce each of the families and then they kind of just let them do their thing. Yeah. Um, so it kind of sets it up each week, which means you can join at any time mm-hmm. and still understand the premise. Has it aged well, Louis Theroux? Oh, yeah, definitely. I think it's... As the four three ratio certainly makes it of its time. Oh, but, but I, I love four three ratio. You love four three. I do love four three. Um, yeah, I think it's still pertinent and still like stands up today. And I think mm. Louis through is as charming and as uncharming as he ever was. Um, and it's just interesting, just really interesting. And yeah, I loved it. Gogglebox. Sorry, I just, uh, that just, was, <laughs> just you agreeing with yourself. Just, there. Yeah, yeah, correct, Jed. Just, did well. well done, Jed. Good, yeah, good point. Uh, and this is the bell from uh, Monkey Tennis, by the way, which I was uh, often impressed. The famous Monkey Bell, Monkey Bell is. Oh, my God, my brain. <laughs> Someone needs some sleep. What did you put in that tea? I don't know. Uh, Gogglebox, has it aged well? I think it has. I think it's very yeah. much on its time, 2013. You could watch that anytime. 20 years' time, 50 years' time, it'll still be as relevant. But I'm also very happy that in this day and age of mobile viewing, and a lot of solo viewing, mm-hmm. there's a show that kind of still tries to highlight the fact that people should sit around and do sit around together yeah. and enjoy TV together. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm pleased about that. And is the hype real? Um, I don't know if there was any hype around Louis Theroux. No, there isn't. Maybe in his later shows, but at that point there wasn't any hype. And um, So I think it's... Less pressure on it then, maybe. Yeah, and it's still good. And I, I expected it to be bad, and it was good. So, mm. I think there's a bit of hype around Gogglebox. I think people yeah. who watch it will probably bang on about it, a bit like myself. Um, and I'd like to think it does live up to the hype, as long as you're honest about it being light and silly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, all right, score. Louis Theroux, out of 10, what are you giving it? I'm giving this first episode seven. Um, I think it's strong. It could be better, it could be worse. It's not the best thing Louis III has ever done, but um, I think it's a really, really good start. Set the format for what's to come. Um, so I'm giving it a seven. I kind of agree with you, actually. Yeah. I think I'm going to go, oh, I'll match you with a seven as well, I think. Nice. Um, yeah, totally agree. No, it's got, 14, I, I, like, I like the fact it's got a theme tune, but you can definitely see how much he's progressed. Yeah. As, as a strong start, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, it's a strong start, but at 27, making your first documentary abroad, yeah. you know, there's always going to be a matter of a learning curve to it. So, yeah. 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 7, 14 is a, is a very good score. Awesome. Um, I shall pop it in the league table. It's not top 50, though, I'm afraid. Ugh. Gogglebox. Um, I mean, I don't know how you can... I don't know how you can hate a show that's so simple and silly... But, I don't know, it's, it's a seven for me. Okay. It's enjoyable, it does what it needs to do, um, but, you know, it, it, it will get better. I'm giving it a four and a half. What? That is an outrageous score. I just think the whole premise is real people watching TV. None of them are being real, none of them being realistic. It passed the time. It definitely passed the time. And that's a TV show. One of the things should, it should pass the time. But do I want to watch another episode? No, I, I could live my whole life without watching another episode and I'll live a very happy life. Fine. 
four and a half. And Ele- it's lucky it got e- that. Ele- <laughs> I'm joking. No, four and a half. Eleven and a half for Gogglebox. That's okay. fine. That's fine. Listen, some weeks we're going to kind of agree yeah. roughly on a score, and other weeks we're going to completely disagree. Yeah. That's uh, somewhere in the middle. And that's absolutely fine. That's the way it is. That's, that is the beauty of television. And that's kind of why the whole premise of the pilot podcast exists in the first place. Yeah. But we do, I'm afraid, have some more shows to watch, Ed. So Ooh. what do you fancy doing next week? It's been a really roller coastering month. Are you picking first? Um, well, I threw Gogglebox in Oh, the okay, I'll pick first. So you can go first. Well, something I have just recently watched as of yesterday, um, so and it kind of blew me away, it's a five-part mini-series, which um, you will actually like because there is a sport element to it, but also a crime element Ooh. to it. Yeah. It's OJ Made in America. Ooh. Yeah. OJ, okay. So it's one of those shows that... Um, kind of took the world by storm um you thought the whole oj case was over it isn't over it's it's still kind of happening extra things are happening all the time very 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 interesting um and yeah just approve of this kind of um melding of sport with um crime and i think you'd love it rob all right well yeah i mean you know oj being a footballer and whatnot it's definitely something of eye interest so Documentary has got to be against the documentary, surely. Um, documentary series, so not like a film. Well, yeah, that's true. Um, well, it's got to be the one that everyone has been thoroughly recommending to me since it was released, uh, and that's Making a Murderer. Yeah, that's the one I had in mind uh, when I thought of this as well. Um, just generally one of the best uh, TV crime documentaries there is. Again, it's exactly what I heard about the show when people say, Rob, making the murder, I'd get it on your list. I'm like, already? And I go, yeah, one of the best crime drivers. And it's like, word for word, what you just said. I can't believe you haven't watched it yet. Mate, there's so much TV to watch. There's too much TV. Too much. We stop, told them. Stop making... I'm going to write another email in a minute. Yeah, at TV, stop it. Um, so yeah, okay, we'll do those. Uh, OJ, Made in America. Yeah. Where is that? Is it? Is it about... It's about the internet, is it? It's about somewhere, you'll find oh, it. Oh, uh, t- yeah, well, on is Netflix it- you can find um, uh, Rob's one, which is Making a Murder. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can find this one on the internet somewhere, yeah. Fine, we'll leave, we'll leave it at that. Uh, and of course, if you want to recommend a show for us to watch, we'd be very happy to have a recommendation from you. Twitter is the best way. Uh, hashtag put it on the list. Yep. Or tweet us directly. Jed Shepherd. You can find me on Twitter at Jed Shepherd. J-E-D-S-H-E-P-H-E-R-D. That now has to be the thing yeah. every week. You know that, don't you? Yeah, I do. Don't lose the bell. <laughs> I often do. And I'm at the Jellyman, which is T H E Jellyman. Yeah. Unbelievable scenes. We're grown adults, you know. Um, so yeah, suggestions are very welcome. And discussion about shows, even if you're listening to this months down the line, you're catching up. Uh, feel free to let us know what you think about the episodes we've just reviewed. That just leaves me to say, see you later, alligator. In a while, crocodile. Overkill, right? Yeah, too much now. <laughs>